Good evening, everybody. Malachim Bet Perik Gimel, chapter 3 of the second book of Malachim, in which we meet another son of Ahav, this time Yehoram, who has become king of Israel in the north, and he rules for 12 years. We're told that he's a bad king, but not Ka'aviv not like his parents. He is simply in following in the model of Yeravam ben Navat, but not to the extremities of Ahab and Izebel. Our chapter tells us a story very similar to the final chapter of the previous book, Malachim Aleph. In both cases, the king of the northern kingdom, Ahab, or his son, Yeravam, or his son Yehoram, wished to launch an attack against a non-Israelite people and kingdom. This time it is Moab, last time it was those who had come to possess Ramot Gilad. And in exactly the same case, they both enlist the help of Yehoshaphat, the king of Yehuda. In this case, our story, it is Moab who is the offender. Moab apparently used to pay tribute in the time of Ahab of many, many sheep, but has ceased to do so after the death of Ahab, implying that somehow the kingdom has weakened for all of Ahab's uh, um, qualities, which Eliyahu found so offensive. Apparently he kept the kingdom strong. His son is unable to do so. And so Yehoram marches to war against Moab. He takes with him Yehoshaphat, who this time, unlike the previous story, doesn't seem to need prophetic support and encouragement, but rather is happy to go along with with uh, with Yehoram, the king of the north. They also go with the king of Edom. But pretty soon they find themselves in trouble. They are parched, lacking anything at all to drink. And it's this time that they turn to a prophet. And of course, this time it is Elisha. Elisha at first wants nothing at all to do with them. He says to Yehoram, Lech imecha. Go to the prophets of your mother. Go to the prophets of the Baal. But Yehoram beseeches him and says, Look, we're going to die here. We're going to fall into Moab's hand. And Elisha says as follows, Chai Hashem, Lulei Pnei Yehoshaphat. Were it not for Yehoshaphat, the king of Yehuda, who... I have great time for, I wouldn't have anything to do with you. But now, because you have got Yehoshaphat with you, I will serve you. Fascinatingly, Elisha asks for a musician. This is a very explicit example of something we see a number of times in Tanakh, that Nevi'im wish to have music to help them, uh, help their prophecy emerge. And Elisha seems to be able to comfort them he says i will make sure that there is water for your cattle and not only this but that moab will be delivered into you some trick of the light seems to occur in which the water appears as blood red moab mistake the blood red of the water for the suggestion that israel and yehuda and edom have all fallen upon one another they fall into an ambush and a Great victory is won against Moab, with the chilling finale of the chapter being the king of Moab sacrificing his successor son in order to presumably have some sort of salvation. What are we to gain? What are we to learn from this chapter? 
the story itself is pretty interesting. It seems to me, though, that we're supposed to see the parallel and the distinctions to the previous very similar chapter at the end of the first book of Malachim. In that case, Yehoshaphat, the king of Yehuda, insisted on hearing the voices of the prophets before embarking on a military campaign. This time, he does not require it. But in the previous case, and admittedly it wasn't Eliyahu, it was Michayahu, but it seemed to be a prophet rather similar to Michayahu, the answer was, I will not go with you, I have no interest with you, God does not support you. Whereas in this case, although Elisha is certainly very grudging, nevertheless the victory that is granted to Israel and Yehuda seem to show that Elisha, unlike Eliyahu and Michayahu, it's willing to work with the establishment, willing to help the state succeed rather than, as his master Eliyahu had done, bringing it to its knees. Have a wonderful evening.